Welcome to a place where we focus on how to build better versions of ourselves, learn to solve problems in our everyday circles, and inspire us to take action as leaders. Welcome to the Big Things Done Podcast. Hey guys, what is going on? Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Big Things Done podcast. My name is Andrew Glover. I'm your host, and I'm super happy to be back on the microphone after taking a, well, let's see, yeah, a few weeks off from uh, from recording. Uh, I've got a lot of things going on in my personal life right now. I won't get into a lot of that. All good. Uh, just a lot of a lot of irons on the fires, right? And I've got uh, just a lot of priorities right now that unfortunately are kind of taking a lot more of my time than than I'd like. So I haven't been able to really sit down and develop that meaningful content that uh, I try to produce here on these podcasts and and also just the time to record and edit, right? So um, appreciate your patience. Thank you for staying with me even through the gaps in the uh, in the podcast episodes. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, so if you don't hear from me for a while, uh, it's only because I just haven't had a lot of time to sit down and record, but uh, still dedicated to the process, still dedicated to uh, putting this together. And I just want to say thank you again for your dedication and sticking with me and the feedback that I've been receiving for the episodes. Uh, appreciate the love, appreciate the uh, just the content ideas in general. I want to be putting together content that helps you do big and, and just amazing, awesome things in your life, right? This podcast is all about helping you find that inner strength and, and find those key characteristics in your life to help you do something big and amazing, to rise up and do something exceptional and not just be average, not just be somebody who punches a clock, lives an average life and just is kind of here today and gone tomorrow and never really leaves any impact, right? Impact on on your friends, on your family, on uh, the people that you worked with, on the community that you lived in, right? That's not the type of people that, that we want to be. I'm going to be somebody who's doing amazing things with the talents that have been given to me uh, and the resources that I've been blessed with, right? And I know that is who you want to be as well. And so that's what we focus on in these episodes is how to build the best personal life, how to solve problems, and how to lead people. That's what we're all about. And today I want to talk about that third aspect, which is honestly, it's my favorite aspect is leadership, right? How do we lead people? How do we lead successfully? And the reason I'm so passionate about leadership is, well, two things. Number one, I'm good at it. Uh, I love leadership. I love being in charge of a group of people to make something happen, right? To bring everybody's talents and abilities together into, into one dominating force that can just make anything happen that we want. For me, that there's nothing better than that. That's really that's really what makes me excited and, and that's where I, I really find passion and meaning in my life. Um, but the second reason as well, right, that I love leadership is because I truly believe that leadership is the one thing that can solve any problem in our world, right? Whether you have a personal problem, a relationship problem with somebody, or maybe a problem with your a coworker or within your organization, or maybe there's a problem in your marriage, right? It doesn't matter what it is, leadership, good leadership is the solution to that problem, right? You have to be a good leader who steps up and knows how to set a vision, how to take command, how to make decisions, how to communicate, how to make the other people around you better and how to move them and motivate them and equip them to achieving an overall result that everybody wants to to get on board with and go accomplish. That's what it takes to be a leader. And that's why leadership is so powerful in our world, in our society, in our families, and even in our personal lives. And I truly believe in the power of leadership. So today I want to get right into it and talk about 
an aspect of leadership that uh, I've been actually been asked by a few different people over the past couple of weeks. And I thought, you know what, instead of just talking to these people individually, why don't I make a podcast about it uh, just to have it out there and just kind of as my advice to, to you as a leader. And specifically, I've been talking to a couple of young leaders, right? People who are new on the on the leadership scene right now. Maybe they're not young from a physical age, right? But maybe they've been, uh, I think in each one of these scenarios, right? They've been in a job for a little bit, for a little while and they've been, you know, dominating and doing really well and mastering their skills, mastering their craft. And uh, the time has come for them to kind of rise up in the organization to start taking on more responsibility. And that's an exciting, amazing thing. And so these people, they've come to me and said, hey, Andy, you know, as, as a leader yourself, right? And, and with, you know, some of the experiences you've had, hey, like, what are, what are some of the big things that I need to be focusing on as a new leader? Or what are the things that I can focus on right now, kind of immediately, right, as a new leader to help me be successful? And, uh, and that's an awesome question. And it's a, it's a great question, I think, for a couple of reasons. Number one, because obviously you care about being a leader, right? And you care about doing a good job and, and you want to grow those skills and, and recognizing that leadership isn't just something you're born with and you either have it or you don't. It's, it's something you, you build, you cultivate, and you grow over years of experience and doing the right things and the wrong things. Um, so it's important, right, to get on the right foot. It's also an interesting question because, man, I tell you what, if you look at our literature today, if you look at the world and if you were just to type this answer into or this question right into Google, holy cow, man, you'd get like thousands and thousands of different responses, right, of what to focus on. And the reason is because leadership is a complicated thing, right? It's not a very simple task to go do, right? Being a leader is not easy. Uh, You know, there's all sorts of different characteristics that you have to think about and, and have to master as a leader, right? I'm talking about like decision making. I'm talking about being able to communicate with people, right? I'm, I'm talking about being able to set a vision and kind of cast and or be that visionary, right? And cast that vision to your team about, hey, this is what we want to go do long term, and this is where we want to go, right? And then figuring out how to motivate, how to how to equip, and how to empower the people uh, on your team, right? To use their talents, use their skills and go after that and make that happen, right? How to hold people accountable, how to keep discipline, especially in the military, right? That's a big deal. Um, We talked about delegation, right? And empowerment and just, you know, making sure that everybody on your team has a responsibility, has a direction and they're moving and, and contributing towards that overall goal. I mean, there's so many things that a leader does, right? To be successful, and so it can be overwhelming, right? So it's a great question to ask, like, what, what should I be focusing on, especially right away? And I remember asking myself that a lot. And to be honest, I didn't get a lot of very good responses, right? And and uh, and so I wanted to share my answer to that question. What should I be focusing on as a young leader? And the, the lens that I'm coming at, right, and is based on my experience, is based on my time starting out at the very bottom of the food chain as an Air Force second lieutenant. Uh, who was 23 years old, right, when I walked onto my first assignment, had no idea what I was doing, had no idea what aircraft maintenance was all about, which was my career field, right? And day one, I'm put in charge of 103 airmen. Like some 23-year-old punk dude is in charge of over 100 people with a task and a mission that I have no idea about. Like how on earth is that supposed to be a a recipe for success? Um, And in some cases it it wasn't, right? I definitely made my fair share of screw-ups and I want to talk to you about that today. And the number one lesson that I learned in every single leadership position that I've been in throughout my life, the number one thing that I always start with is caring about my people. So if you want to be successful, if you want to be an amazing leader, yeah, you're going to have to master a lot of skills. But the number one thing you have to start with, right, your foundation, the thing that you should be focusing on right now 
is making the team and the people who make up that team as successful as possible. That is your number one mission, right? So to put it in another way, a little bit more, a little bit more bluntly, uh, you have to give a shit about your people. You have to be somebody who actually cares about what's going on with your people on your team and making sure that they are successful. And you know, the reason I say that, right, and the reason that that is my number one piece of advice for especially new leaders, right, is because all of those other characteristics that we talked about as being a leader, right, like decision-making or communication, right, you could have the best skills in any of those areas, but if you don't have people who trust you and you don't have people who, who actually care about the mission and who actually know that you have their back, right, if you don't have those types of people on your team, Man, no, no great decision is ever going to make them successful, right? You could be the best communicator in the world and they're still not going to listen to you, right? And, and the problem here is that if you don't give a shit about the people on your team, you will never be able to realize the maximum potential that your team has, right? They are never going to give their 100%. They are never going to fully trust you. They are never going to sacrifice beyond whatever is comfortable for them if they don't see that you care about them and that you have their back. And so that is my number one piece of advice for you as a young leader. Now, what does this look like, right? And, and I believe me, I learned this the hard way. So please don't think I'm trying to speak from a position of, of I know everything, right? I learned this the hard way and I've got many stories <laughs> that I could tell you um, where I just absolutely blew this up in the in the absolute worst way possible. I uh, would love to grab a beer and talk with you about it because, man, I learned some hard lessons. But it's been able to put me in a position where I can get on this microphone and share some of those lessons with you so hopefully you don't make the same mistakes that I did. Right. So what does it look like if you to care about your people, right? To actually give a shit about them and actually be a leader who, you know, people remember, right? At the end of a at the end of your leadership term, right, when you go on to bigger and better things, right? The people on your team are gonna remember you, right? As somebody who actually cared about them, as somebody who they remember and they would love to work for again. How do you become that kind of person? Well, the first thing that I have found extremely helpful is that you have to learn how to listen to your people, right? And what I noticed right away is that leaders love to talk, myself included. Like for some reason, when we are in a leadership position, we, we feel like our people, they want to hear from us, right? They want us to talk. They want me to, to tell them about all sorts of things, right? My people love to hear me talk. Yeah, in reality, <laughs> that's not actually the case. In my experience, most of the time, your people actually don't want to really hear from you a whole lot. Now, obviously, yes. There is definitely an extreme where you could just be incommunicado, right, with any of your people. And nobody wants that either, right? People want to know what's going on. So you have to communicate to some extent. But, you know, for example, my, uh, my unit, every morning we'd have roll call. And we would, uh, all the troops would line up before they headed out to the flight line to go work on the jets. And, you know, they'd go through announcements and all that. And it was really tempting for me right at the end before everybody was dismissed as the officer, right, I, I had the last word. It would be really tempting for me just to every time impart some quote unquote wisdom that I had on them. Uh, yeah, you know, you could do that maybe once or twice, but after that, everybody gets pretty sick of it. And you dilute your influence when you're constantly talking and talking to people about all sorts of things that honestly don't really matter and don't really apply to them. So I have learned instead, it is much better to listen than it is to speak, right? And, and practice active listening, right? 
not just having an open door policy where people can just come into your office and you say, yeah, I'll listen to you, but actually going out there and asking them questions and, and actively listening and asking clarifying questions and following up and, and, and taking notes, right? And actually listening to what your people are saying. What are they complaining about? What are they happy about? What do they think could be better, right? People want to be listened to because they probably have something good to say. Right now, maybe they don't, and that's fine. But even just the fact of being listened to and being considered by their leader, that goes a very long way when it comes to building trust and building morale in your unit. So as a leader, right, if you want to be somebody who gives a shit about your people, you got to start by just listening to them and being somebody who practices active listening. Another thing that this was pounded into me as a second lieutenant, right, and and an officer in aircraft maintenance in general, was that I had to get out away from my desk and go out to my people. And I mentioned just a little bit ago, right, about the open door policy. Man, I tell you what, the open door policy is one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire world. I, I absolutely hate it when leaders say, please feel free to stop by my office. I have an open door policy. That is the biggest load of bullshit I have ever heard, right? And the reason is because it's a cop out. It makes people think that you care about them, right? Oh, you can come see me anytime. But how willing are you to actually go and listen to somebody if all you're going to be doing is expecting them to come to you, right? No, it's not a bad thing, right? Listening to people and being open to having somebody come talk to you. That's great. But how many times do you honestly think that somebody who has a problem, somebody who has an issue is going to have the courage or have the time to come out of their way to your office to go talk to you about something? I've, in my experience, I found it's almost zero. It is very minimal unless something is absolutely just atrociously bad. People are not going to come talk to you. People are not going to seek out and sacrifice their own personal time to come try to talk to you about something. So this whole idea of an open door policy is absolute just bogus. It's awful. What I've found instead is highly more effective is getting out away from your desk and going to visit the people that work for you in their area where they're working. So for me, that meant getting out of, out of my desk, hopping in the truck and driving down the flight line and going into the aircraft dock where the aircraft was being maintained and watching my guys change a component on an aircraft, right? Watching them drop an engine or change an AMAT or change a hydraulic pump, right? In the hot, in the cold. And I would just go up and I'd ask questions. Like, hey man, can you explain what you're doing? I've never seen this before. Can I help you with that? And most of the, most of the time they'd say no. Um, they didn't want any officers screwing up what they were doing, right? But it was the action of me going out to them that showed them that I cared about them. I cared about them more than my personal comfort and being in my own air-conditioned office, right? I was willing to get out of my comfort zone, go out and see them, ask them questions, listen to them, and really experience what they were going through. And I will tell you, as a leader, it built a lot of credibility because they knew that I knew what they were going through. They knew that when I told them they had to go out to that cold jet and fix that aircraft, they knew I knew what I was asking for because I had been out there with them. I had been out there. I'd experienced what it's like to have your hands frozen trying to change a component on an aircraft, right? I knew what that's like. And that raises your credibility a a huge amount, right, with the people that are working for you. In the same sense, right, as a leader, you have a, a very large confidence boost and a level of credibility with your superiors Because when you talk about something that you've actually gone and experienced and seen, you speak about it at a whole different level of confidence and and intelligence because you've been there. You've experienced it, right? You can actually say, sir, I've been out there when it's extremely cold. It takes an extra hour to change that tire when your hands are, are frozen and the wrench doesn't work very well. And I've been out there and I've experienced it. We can't get that jet turned in, you know, in time that you're thinking about, 
right? That sort of credibility as a leader, right? Especially talking up to your superiors, that's huge. So getting out away from your desk, going to where your employees or your teammates are working in their actual environment, especially when it's not comfortable, that is a huge focus you have to have when you want to build credibility with your team and actually show that you give a shit about them. Uh, another thing that I found to be very important, and to be honest, this is the one that I probably struggle with the most, is that you actually have to know your people. You actually have to know who they are. And I'm not just talking about their first name, last name. I'm talking about a little bit deeper than that. Like, where are they from? Do they have a family? How many kids do they have? What are their hobbies? Are they interested in a sports team? Do they run marathons? Like, you have to go another level or two deeper to really get to know them on a little bit more personal level. See, these aren't just robots who are coming up to work for you, right? They are actual people with lives, with with problems, with successes, with goals. And if you don't know that as a leader, man, they're just another employee. They're just a number number on your spreadsheet. And and they know that, you know, and they, they're expecting that. They're expecting that you don't really care about them. But if you take the time to, to listen to them, hey, you know, What's uh, what's on your mind? What are what are your goals? Or you know, what are you working on this summer? Or how are your kids doing in t-ball? Right? When you know those things, it shows that you actually care about them as a person. And I don't know about you, but I want to come to work for a person and for a team and for an organization that actually cares about me as a person and what I'm interested in. Right? It's a whole different level when you know that there's somebody going through a divorce or somebody who's going through a really tough time. Right, And you can speak into that or you can say, hey, I know you're going through some, some difficult stuff right now. I want you to know that I'm here for you and I want to help you if, if you ever want to talk or if you ever need resources. Right, When you are able to pick up on, on those things like this person's got a family issue or this person, you know, they, their son's got Little League and they're going to be traveling a lot this summer for a traveling ba- baseball league or something like that. Right, like When you can identify on that personal level man, that allows people to really be who they are and feel comfortable being who they are in your team. And when you're comfortable being on a team as as just you, man, you're, you're willing to do almost anything, right? You're able to operate at your maximum potential. And that's what we're talking about, about building that team success, is operating at your highest potential. That's why we're doing all of this. So knowing your people on a personal level, and I'm not talking about going out and being their buddy. I'm not talking about being their friend or playing golf every weekend, right? In fact, I think there's a line that you could cross as a leader that's that's not good, right? You don't want to be too close to your people, right? And I think that could go drastically wrong as well. I've, <laughs> I've seen it happen multiple times, unfortunately, right? So, so there's a little bit of a balance there, but knowing who your people are, at least at a, at a level or two below just name and like first name and last name, that is key to building that trust between you and the people that work for you. All right, so those are the first three things. Listen to your people, go to them, right, and and experience what they're experiencing in the place that they're working at. Get away from your desk and go to them. Um, And then knowing them, right, at a little bit of a deeper level. Those three things are, are really important. Here's number four, and this is something I think a lot of leaders struggle with in our society, right, because our society is very self-centered, right? Our society is very egotistical in general. And especially when you get to a leadership position, it's very easy to put your needs in front of everybody else's, right? Well, I'm a, I'm the leader. I deserve a higher paycheck. I deserve to have the resources. I deserve to have a comfy office and, and all of these things that come with me being the leader. And that might be the way that Hollywood likes to portray it, but the way that it actually works is the exact opposite. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys have read the book Leaders Eat Last by Simon Simic. Great book. Highly recommend it. That concept of leaders eat last was pounded into my head at the Air Force Academy. Um, I will never forget when uh, I was at doing a summer program uh, between my freshman and sophomore year at the Academy, and there were some upperclassmen cadets who were running the program. And we had just gotten done with all of our activities that day. And so we were, we were out in the field, uh, kind of in a simulated deployed environment. And we were uh, all getting in line to grab our, our meals for the evening before we settled in. And uh, the cadets who were running the program, the cadre, you know, the upperclassmen, they got in line uh, kind of first and they actually ate first. And I will never forget when a couple of the, the officers who were in charge, <laughs> kind of like the, the adults in the room, they, uh, they saw that. And holy cow, they stopped everybody. They stopped the line in general. They, they called out the, the cadre in front of us as the, as the underclassmen, made them throw away their food and made them get in the back of the line um, and like made a huge deal out of the fact that they were the leaders. They did not deserve to eat first. They had to eat last to make sure everybody else got food first. And that just that etched something in my mind that to this day, I absolutely prioritize making sure that the people who I lead have the resources they need first before I get anything. Right. And that goes with food, like at Lunch and Learns when I'm a I'm the dental school president, right? And we have lunch and learns. I make sure all my classmates are fed first before I take any. And, it, and that has meant that I never got any food because all of my classmates got some before I did. Right. And I'm okay with that. Right. I would not be able to swallow the fact as a leader, if I was able to eat or if I had some resource that one of my classmates or one of the people who was working for me didn't get. That is a problem because as a leader, your priority is to make them successful, not you, right? And you might think that's really small, like, oh, you know, lunch over a lunch and learn, like what's the big deal? Man, people notice that and people notice that real quick and that word spreads fast, right? When they see that the leader is taking those resources, when the leader is taking the food from people who, you know, who didn't get it, right, who are people who were under him or her, that's a big deal. And that is the best way to erode trust really quickly, Right? And it's not just food, right? Maybe it's as simple as a space heater in your office, or maybe it's uh, access to a certain VIP lounge, right? Or, or certain privileges that you might think you're entitled to as a leader that the other people don't have, right? You better realize very quickly that your priority is not your comfort. It's the comfort and the success of the people around you first, the people who are working for you before anything like that ever should come your way. And I think, man, I think we get that so twisted in our society. Um, and, and so that's where you can make huge gains in your credibility by showing and prioritizing your people's comfort, your people's success over your own. Right. So all the praise, all the resources, all of the awards, all the accolades, that all goes to your people. That doesn't go to you. That immediately gets deflected from you to your people. The, the selfless actions that you make as a leader, right? If that means you stay late to work on an awards package so that your people can be recognized for something, don't ever think that that doesn't go unnoticed, right? That is something that a leader has to do. That's just built into your job description. The last thing here that I'll touch on briefly to help you care about the people and the team that you're leading is to always seek out ways that your people and your team can advance and be better than who they are today. 
See, I've had leaders who didn't give a shit about me, and I was just a pawn in their game, a, a cog in their overall watch set, right, that was just there to help them move forward and help them get promoted, right? And we've all worked for bosses like that, right? And it sucks, right? Because you don't mean anything to them. They don't know you. They don't care about you. And they don't want you to be any better. All they want is to get your labor or your intellect out of whatever whatever it is they need so they can be successful. As a leader, your job needs to be the exact opposite. If you really want to give a shit about your people, you need to be concerned about making sure they are advancing, that they are succeeding and moving up in whatever direction they want to go. You know, I had leaders who cared about me enough to allow me and facilitate me and put me into positions that allowed me to go into dental school, which was a career field completely opposite of everything I was doing in the Air Force. In fact, I told them straight up, I don't even want to be in the Air Force anymore. I want to go to dental school on my own. And they were willing to to facilitate that for me. They were willing to give me the assignments and give me the time off to make that happen. I mean, holy cow, talk about respect. Talk about anything and everything that they wanted me to do. I would do it because I knew they cared about me and they were putting my needs ahead of their own and making sure I was successful. That was huge in my life and that made me motivated to go after anything and everything that they wanted me to do. I worked so hard for them because I know that they cared about me. So guys, those five things are the things that you can do to actually care about your people, to show your team that you care about them, right? And it's not just a dog and pony show, right? Because there's actual reasons why it matters that you show that you care about your people, right? And those reasons are are what I wanna just kinda close this episode with, right? What actually happens when you start showing that you care about your people, when you give a shit about them, what's gonna be the result? Well, first off, they're gonna be motivated to do their absolute best, right? Because they know that you care about them, right? They are gonna be motivated to take more risks. They're gonna be motivated to try something and put themselves out there, even if it means failure, because they know that you have their best interest in mind, right? You're going to have their back. You're going to be selfless and put their needs and their priorities first. You're going to scoop them up and help them and make sure that they're successful, right? That's going to motivate them to put in extra effort. That's going to motivate them to take chances and do things that other people probably wouldn't do. And that type of behavior is what moves a team forward closer to that end objective, right? You know, in addition, I found that people are going to not want to let you down, right? It's a it's really tempting to be the leader who's, who gets results by just going in and barking orders and saying, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and, and you're going to do it because I'm the boss, right? Yeah, that'll actually get you some success for about a month or so, right? You'll see results, right? People will be scared into action. Yeah, but pretty soon, it's going to become an us versus them type of game, right? They are going to hate you. They are going to do everything they can to get out of work. They're going to do everything they can to thwart you in your efforts, right? And I can tell you that from from experience multiple times. Um, when I came in as a, as a young, unexperienced, inexperienced, inexperienced, yeah, that's probably a better word, inexperienced lieutenant, right, who had no idea what was going on. And I came in as the officer, right? You've got to salute me because I'm the officer, right? You come in and you tell them what to do. Yeah, they'll do it. Yeah, boss, okay, we'll do it, right? Well, the instant you tell them to do something that's wrong, they're not going to correct you. And they'll go do something that's wrong. And then you'll screw the whole unit will screw up, and then your squadron commander will come down to you as the lieutenant and say, "What happened? Why on earth did you guys go do that?" And they'll say, "Well, the lieutenant told us to." Oh yeah, been there, done that a couple times, right? You've got to learn that <laughs> that if you want to, if you show that you give a crap about people and you actually care about them first, 
they're going to not let you screw up and they're not going to want to let you down. They're going to say, hey, boss, um, you know, I don't know if we should be doing that because uh, it might lead to this consequence. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I don't think we should be doing that. Right. Oh, hey, great. Got it. Thanks. Let's uh, let's redirect. Let's go somewhere else. Let's do this differently. Right. That's the type of mentality that you want on your team. And that only happens when they know that they can trust you because you care about them. Um, so your people will, will not only not want to let you down, but they are going to bend over backwards for you. Right? When they see that you come in on weekend duty, when you don't get time off as a compensation for that, but they do, and you come in anyway to make sure they're doing okay and make sure things are running well, man, I tell you what, you're going to have the most motivated weekend duty crew that's ever existed. Right? When you show that you're willing to sacrifice your own time, your own comfort to make sure that they're successful, man, they're going to do the exact same for you. They will bend over backwards to help you and help the team be successful because they see you being selfless and they see you prioritizing the team's success over your own personal success, right? And it's the best way to make sure that everything goes according to your plan and that your ultimate vision is accomplished. Now, everything else that we've talked about earlier, right, about decision-making and communication and, you know, setting a vision and keeping accountable, delegation, all that stuff, yeah, that's still important, right? There's, there's, there's no denying that you have to have those things. But I guarantee you, but I guarantee that when you set up a solid foundation with your people, all that other stuff is going to come. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn from it. Right? You're going to make good decisions and bad decisions. You're going to communicate poorly and communicate well. But your team is going to be with you the whole time and they're going to help you make you a better person. All that other stuff is going to fall into place. I guarantee it. You're going to learn through experience. So don't worry about that. Worry about setting a solid foundation first, which is which means giving a shit about your people, making sure that they know you care about them and you prioritize everything you have to make them and the team successful. Everything else, that all just falls into place. Trust me. Guys, looking at the clock here, I went a little long than, than I'd like to, but it, it's a... It's a leadership quality that we need to be teaching more often in our schools, in our workplaces, about caring about your people first and everything else is secondary to that foundational aspect. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me. I hope you guys are doing something big in your life. If you are, I would love to hear about it. I would love to partner with you and help you do that big thing as well. Reach out to me on Instagram. Reach out to me uh, through my website, uh, on email as well. I'd love to connect with you and, uh, and share what I've been learning and would love to build into your life as well. Guys, keep grinding, keep hustling, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. And until next time, keep doing big things.